Hey guys, it's Adam coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, uh, we have some big stories tonight. Uh, um, at the end of the show, we're going to be talking about Luke Perry and what happened to him. So please stay tuned. It's it's a tragic story. Um, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Right now, let's talk some happiness. We're going to go from happy to sad. <gasps> Oh, kind of just like when you're really drunk. (laughs) I don't know why I crack myself up. Like, part of it is I don't know what I'm going to say. Part of it is I'm just naturally funny, I guess. (laughs) So, the Jonas Brothers, um, Nick, Joe, and Kevin, have reunited. They're releasing, or release a single called Sucker. Um, they're expected to announce a new tour soon. And the fangirls seem to be going crazy over this. You would think that they were One Direction or New Kids on the Block. Um, for those of you that don't get the New Kids reference, please get out. You are not welcome here anymore. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, What's funny is I actually heard doors open and close when I said that. <laughs> and if I was a better if I was a better host, I would have Will add in those sound effects. But you know, you're stuck with me. Um, anyway, so they're they're expected to go back um on tour. And I think the what they're hoping for is to reignite their careers. Kevin basically dropped out of the spotlight. Um, Nick, of course, has become uh, a gay tease. And his marriage to Priyanka Chopra has raised a few eyebrows because they weren't together that long before they got married. And some people are wondering if it's a fake marriage. I'm not going to speculate on that. At least not in this segment. (laughs) We can talk about um, fake relationships later. What I do want to say, though, is... What happens with a lot of these boy bands is they break up. They try the solo careers. Um, Joe actually didn't do a solo career. He joined DNCE. And I think they've only had one, maybe two hit singles. But, um, you know, that's, that's kind of enough. And then what always happens is they come back. Um, I'm blanking out on the name right now, but there's a band. Uh, I think it's a rock band. Where they'll go do their own separate little projects. They come back together and then go. And it works for them. Um, if if my brain will ever start working again, I, I'm packing for vacation. I'm like I'm working. I have articles up the wazoo that have to get written. So my mind is not necessarily where it should be. <laughs> so sorry about that, guys. You're dealing with. Splintered Ed. Um, anyways. 
you know, and it, it, it sometimes it does work out, sometimes it doesn't. Um, in the case of the Jonas Brothers, I don't think it's going to work out that well. Because when they broke up in 2013, it was because they all wanted to do something different creatively. You know, they wanted to go in different directions with their music. I don't see that that issue isn't necessarily resolved yet. Um, maybe they figured out a way to do it. Maybe they're going to do like a, a Nick album, a Joe album, a Kevin album. Or maybe they just figured, hey, we can line our coffers with some more Joe Bro money. Let's do this and, you know, make another few million. And then go on another hiatus and do our own projects. Come back and do and start all over again. Um. Again, I don't. I'm not part of these meetings. I don't know. In 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 this case, they really are brothers. So there's there's a likelihood that maybe they wanted to spend some time together, and they figured, hey. Let's bro it up. And while we're broing it up, let's make some money. Let's, you know, leave the wives at home. Go out on the road. And just have some fun. Speaking of having some fun, I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So we're going from the Jonas Brothers to Brian Williams. And only in Drunk Gossip... Do we have such a disparity of topics? <laughs> I was listening to another podcast, and you know they're so seamless. You know they're like, oh, we're talking. Um, in this case, there was a a true crime podcast, um, and they were just so seamless with with how they did everything, and, that, and I'm like, you know, my listeners they they get whatever I feel like talking about. <laughs> and, uh, the reason why I was listening is because I'm actually friends with the podcast. Well, friends is a strong word. Anyways, I I know the podcaster um, through social media, and we were talking, and she asked me to listen and tell me what I thought. So we were talking about it, and she listened to DG, and she was like, you know, I love the vibrancy and how you, you know, you bounce from one topic to another, and it's so, you know, seamless, and you don't miss a beat. And I'm like, talk about seamless. You went from talking about killing a man to like getting him down into the gory details and whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that was a long story for no good reason. <laughs> um, Tanya, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk about this. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be about a Brian Williams story, but here we are. Um, Anyways, rumors are starting to circulate. That um, Brian Williams is going to get a new time slot. He's been stuck in uh, the 11 o'clock time slot, which they call Siberia over at NBC, after his NBC lying scandal. Um, and he's he's actually built up like a really good... Ratings record over there. He's been the number one 11 o'clock show for the last three months. And 
And, you know, first of all, that's just amazing. I, I've always thought Brian Williams was a good anchor. I, think the, I don't think that the lying scandal takes away from his ability. What it does do is take, it took away from his credibility. But now that he's a talking head, I think he's on fine ground. You know, he does hard news, but it's hard to explain. Like, I don't think of him as an anchor anymore. I think of him as more of a host. Um, but anyways, so they're, allegedly they're not happy with Chris Matthews' hardball. And they're thinking about retooling it and sending it. Um, either retooling it and putting it in a new time slot or killing it all together. And they want to give Brian Williams that time slot, which is 7 p.m. Now, this is big because the 7 p.m. time slot in any network news, um, news network, I should say, is like the primo spot. That in 9 o'clock. Um, 9 o'clock is where you see like the Sean Hannity, the Rachel Maddow. Um, 7 o'clock, though, is what gets the night started. While most people are watching Jeopardy or um, whatever um, syndicated shows are on, the hardcore news people are watching these 7 o'clock shows. And if they're watching the 7 o'clock show, they're going to watch at 8 o'clock. Um, the audience will explode at 9 and then so on and so forth. So there was some speculation to that. Brian Williams could just leave NBC altogether and head over to anchor the CBS Nightly News where they're looking to replace uh, Jeff Glor, their anchor. But I'm hearing that that's not the case, that CBS is not interested, um, even though, in their words, after the Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer scandals, the um, Brian Williams' lying is quite quaint. Um, but they, they don't want to impeach their integrity any more than it's already been done. So they're probably not going to hire him. What could happen, though, is they could be looking at... Um, and, and he's not going to go back to NBC. Um, NBC is very happy with Lester Holt. They think that he's doing a great job. Um, so, really, I think the best... And this is the best outcome for Brian Williams. Getting a cable show and just staying there for the rest of his career. Not every anchor is as lucky. Um... You know, look at Matt Lauer. Even though friends constantly protest and say, no, he's not interested in coming back, that bitch would be back on TV in a heartbeat if he could be. Speaking of being back, I'm going to go so I can be back. And I'm back. So, okay. I, uh, you guys know I worked at the Natural History Museum. I've talked about it. Um, that's where I met Idina Menzel, Tina Fey, Tom Brady, which I'm going to tell that story next. So stay tuned for that one. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I just met a bunch of celebrities at the Natural History Museum. And when I left, um, I had to go back to Michigan uh, for some for some personal and family reasons. And... Um, and it's funny because I went from one museum to another. Um, albeit I wasn't an actual employee of, of the museum this time, I was a consultant. But it was just, it was a museum I worked with, it was a science center. 
So they knew me. I knew them. We were all friends. And it was a, it was a fairly easy transition. Um, and that, that's when I got really sick and ended up having my contract terminated. And it seems like Julia Roberts is taking a play out of out of my playbook and jumping from um, Homeland to another Amazon series called Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win. Uh, reports are all saying that she's she's ready to join. Uh, this is a limited series, so it's not going to be like. Um, I I keep calling it home homeland. I don't think that's what it's called, homeward or something. Um, the the show that was based on a podcast that was really popular, um, both as a podcast and as a TV show. Um, and you know it's it's really bothering me that I can't think of the actual name of this shit. This is why, homecoming. That's what it's called, homecoming. I knew it was home something. Give me some credit here, people. Oh, anyways. So it's just going to go from homecoming to Charlotte Walsh likes to win. Now, there's there's one weird thing. Because when she left homecoming, she said she, you know, she enjoyed the experience. But she wanted to work on movies again. So it's a little bit weird to me that she's jumping from one TV show to another, even if one is a limited series. The only thing I can think of at this point is um, either they're offering her gobs of money to do it, um, and it's possible because she's going to be a producer along with um, the Amazon people, and I'm so sorry, like... And, and that was one thing Tanya said. She was like, you always sneeze or cough or something. Are you always sick? I'm like, no, it, but it just happens when I'm trying to record every single time. And since I like to be live, I don't edit anything out. Um, but, so, so she's going to join this. Charlotte Walsh Likes One is about um, a woman who is starting to discover her worth and decides to run for political office. And the opposition uncovers this deep, dark secret about her. And she has to decide if if she's going to let that secret come out or if she's going to drop out of the race. Now, to be honest, I'm, I want to go find this book because I really want to read it. It sounds like something that's right up my alley. Um, but I, I already have a lot of reading to catch up on, so if you all catch me in the Strand or Barnes & Noble trying to buy this book, you tell me no. I want you to walk up to me and take that book out of my hand and tell me, Ed, no. Mm-mm. You have books to read already. <laughs> and it's true, I have, like, I have a whole reading list. Um, I have a 1,200-page book that I'm reading right now called The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Um... So that's going to be a little light reading on the on my plane ride. Uh, and I really don't need to be adding more books to this list. Um, I also have the new Stephanie, the new Stephanie Plum novel, the um, screenplay for Crimes of Grin- um, Grinnell Mold. 
Oy vey. Um, back to Julia Roberts. Um, I'm kind of curious as to why she des- she did decide. Because like I said, she's a- when she left Homecoming, it was because she wanted to do a movie. Maybe she's just a one-season kind of gal. You know, maybe she only wants to do TV shows that are one season. Or maybe she's dipping her tone and trying to find the right part. Um, rumor has it she really wanted to um, get on um, Big Little Lies the second season. But then they cast Meryl Streep, and apparently her and Meryl Streep have a, have a feud going on that I didn't know about. I don't know why I did that. That was not the right sound effect. This is why I have will to, to to fix all my mistakes. Even though that's not going to be fixed because I'm not going to send this to him before I publish. So. Okay, I'm going to go because clearly I'm losing my mind. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, okay, I've already told you guys about... My Idina Menzel story. And I want to tell you about my Tom Brady story. Because it's it's classic Ed. And when I say that, like... Mandy will attest to this. Dave will attest to this. Will will attest to this. I have a way of putting my foot in my mouth. And... Saying the exact wrong thing at the exact wrong time. So, a little little backstory. You already know I worked at the Natural History Museum. Um, And you also know... um, If you don't know, if you can't tell, even though I'm not a people person... I generally can get along with people. You know, I, of course, have my moments. And, I, you know, I definitely have... Um, a feisty side. I know this is a shocker. Um, but generally, I get along with people. And I'm, when I'm working with people, I, I make co-workers... That, um, I make friends with my co-workers. So in this case... I was hanging out with two of my co-workers. We were, uh, we were working at the front desk of, in the rotunda of the Natural History Museum. If you don't know what that is, um, it's r- right when you come in, if you're coming in through the Central Park entrance, that's the rotunda. There's di- or there were dinosaurs. I'm not sure what's there now. I haven't been back in a minute. But it's usually the dinosaurs, like two huge um, dinosaur, dinosaur skeletons. And so... Um, we didn't have a line, so my friend Matea and Shannon and I were talking, and we were talking about baby daddies. Now, I just have to emphasize that this was before Me Too. Um, this was, in this was not locker room talk where we were getting very graphic. We were just talking about guys that we thought were really attractive. Celebrity men. Although we all, we all had some crushes. And if you're a former co-worker at the Natural History Museum, y'all know who mine was. 
So, anyway, so, I had said Tom Brady is my baby daddy. Not thinking, you know, anything of it. And this dude walks up to me. And he wanted to go see the Poison exhibit, which, again, um, it was a traveling exhibit that we put together. Uh, Not we. The Natural History Museum team put together. And it it remains one of my favorite exhibits um, that I've ever seen from any museum, hands down, period. Uh, I don't know if it's still traveling. I don't know if they... If they even traveled, to be honest. They were supposed to. I don't know whatever happened to it. But I really hope it traveled because it was so great. It was... But this is not an infomercial for that. (laughs) So anyway, so I upgraded his tickets for him. And I was like, you know, if you want to see anything else, either come back here or you can buy him. You can buy the tickets at the at the exhibit. And he's like, no, I think that this is all we want. All right, cool. And like, I swiped his card, and I always look at the name on the card, um, just for safety reasons. And because I'm nosy as hell and I want to know who I'm helping. And at this point, I didn't recognize him at all. Because he looks much different than he does in the magazines and stuff. So, I swept his card. He signed. He was holding his baby. It was really a a really cute father-son thing. Um, I gave him his card, gave him his tickets, sent him on his way. And I looked at I looked at Sheena and then I looked at Matea and I was like, his name was Tom Brady too. And they're looking at me like I'm a complete retard. <laughs> and it's quite possible that I am. And my supervisor comes running up to me and he's like, Oh my god, do you know who that was? That was Tom Brady, the NFL quarterback. And I'm like, oh, Oh, so Tom Brady found out that I wanted him to be my baby daddy. I'm sure he hears that a lot. And to his credit, and I do want to say this because he gets a really bad reputation. I don't know what he was, what he's like on any of the other days, but on that day, he was very kind, very nice, um, and to be 100% honest, he was the hero that he is portrayed to be by the press. Uh, again, I'm not saying he doesn't do bad things because I'm not there. I'm talking in this one instance, my interaction with him, he was just great, very humble. Um, he laughed with me, you know, he was very kind. And. I mean, that's all really I can say about it. I'm glad I met him. He looks like just your average dad in real life. So, there's that. (laughs) I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, I actually intended to kind of bring down the level of happiness throughout this episode. Clearly, that did not happen. Um, So... It's like happy, 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 bummer. 
And I'm really sorry about that, but the news is the news, and um, I, I really think that this this is very important. Luke Perry suffered a stroke and remains in the hospital at this time. He's 52 years old. Um, when I, I did a status on my Facebook about this, there was some debate um, about strokes and age. I don't know the answer. I'm not a doctor. Um, I do. My best friend is married to a doctor, but I, I feel really silly reaching out to him and asking him a question like that. Um, you know, maybe when I see him on vacation, I, I'll ask him. But I'm not going to just... I'm not... I'm just not going to text him out of the blue and be like, Hey! Yada, yada, yada. Um, but I, I... Luke Perry, obviously, is is most well known for his role as Dylan Walsh on 90210. And in a bit of irony... He had this. He he had his stroke. On the day that they announced that there was a revival of sort of Nine Hundred Two coming. In the new, in the new series, they're playing exaggerated versions of themselves. Um, Gabrielle Carteris, um, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, Ian Ziering, and Jason Priestley have all signed on. Oh, and Brian Austin Green. I have all signed on to be um, series regulars. Um, Shannon Doherty was invited. I don't. No one knows quite yet if she has accepted the offer or not. Um, I think it would be really interesting um, for her to come on and just play the bad girl. I don't know if she would do that, but I would seriously love that. I would watch the shit out of that, actually. Um, they could be saving her appearance to boost the ratings if if the ratings aren't great. Um, it's going to debut um, during the summer on Fox, which is is kind of ironic here because um, this is not widely known, even though it should be. Um, the first season of Nine Who Know was not the mega hit. It was. It did all right. It did well enough to get renewed. But what they what happened was they saw that the ratings were going up, and as they started focusing on the Brenda, uh, the Brenda Dylan, Kelly triangle, the ratings really started to rise. So what they did, what Fox did, and I, whoever at Fox did this, I really credit them um, for, for nurturing um, a pop culture phenomenon. So what they did is they commissioned more episodes to run during the summer. Those summer episodes remain among Fox's highest rated regular series episodes ever. Going off that heat, they they launched season two with phenomenally high ratings and it eventually hit the zeitgeist. Um, and 
launched a spinoff, Melrose Place, which was also, um, it also had a rough start at first, and ended up taking off. Um, so, but back to Luke, uh, back to Luke Perry. His co-worker, or co-stars, um, he's currently playing Fred over on Riverdale, but he was expected to make some appearances on the new night as well now. Um, his co-worker said, my friend holding you tight and giving you my love and strength, you got this, that was from Shannon Doherty. Uh, Ian Zering said, no words can express what my heart feels hearing today's shocking news. Let us all say a prayer for his speedy recovery. Um, Molly Ringwald, who, who plays his wife on Riverdale, said, sending my love to Luke Perry. Heart. Right now, what we know for sure is he's in the hospital. He's under observation because that comes straight from the family. We know he had a stroke. Um... What we don't know is what happened. Um, I'm sure in the days and weeks to come, we will learn more. And, you know, this was actually very stunning. Um, He's not much younger than my parents. Which, okay, that's kind of a given. And, but it's like... That sort of thing kind of hits you. And, and, you know, being a fan of his, like, I... I wasn't always a fan of Dylan, but I always loved Luke Perry because he was that rugged bad boy that you could change. Um, And it was just... And for the record, I know, like, almost every girl had a crush on him and every day was like, oh my god, yes. Quain. I was more of a Brian Austin Green kind of guy, but um, that's another here over there. Um, but he always just kind of gave off this radiance of coolness. Um, even when he was um, when he did his guest stint on Will and Grace, when he played the the hot gay nerd, it was like. Oh, I, I, there were, there was just, wow. Um, and then he, you know, he obviously did Oz. And that was supposed to be his, like, big breakthrough into serious acting. And, like, I'm a serious actor now. But he can never escape the shadow of the campy, fun 90210 legacy. And eventually what he did is instead of run from it, he embraced it. He, um, when he was off of the role of Fred on Riverdale, um, I don't, I, and I haven't looked up the exact quote, but I remember it because it was just one of those moments where you're like, that's so perfect. And so he said, you know, this is like a changing of the card. You know, I was the hunk, and now I'm the dad. 
And, you know, at this point, I'm okay being the dad. Like, it, it's fine with me. And I was like, if only every actor would age as gracefully as Luke and just accept. You know, maybe you're not the hunk. That doesn't mean you're not attractive anymore. And I'm going to get a lot of flack for this because um, of, of his religion and um, just his overall kookiness. But I still think Tom Cruise is hot. As long as he keeps his mouth shut. Um, and the same thing with Luke. Like, yes, he's quite a bit older than me, but he's still attractive. And I really hope that whatever happened, it's not serious. I hope he recovers and I, you know, I really hope that he can get back to doing what he loves to do soon. And with that, I am going to go. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back, um... Tomorrow with another live episode this weekend. Um, Saturday we will have a true crime episode. I, I'm not quite sure what we're going to have on Sunday yet. I will let you know as soon as I know. And then next week will probably be at least a little sporadic. Um, because I will be on vacation a much-needed vacation, honestly. Um, but thank you guys, really, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening and making this such a fun thing for me to do. Thank you for making it a fun thing for Will to do as my producer. And until tomorrow, I'm going to say cheers. Cheers.